everybody, and welcome to the 60th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yeah, good job again. Thanks. Doing that <laughs> without your piece of paper. <clears throat> yep. Um, so, uh, I thought we'd start this episode off recognizing a little sad story. That has taken place uh, over the last week or so, and that's with the passing of Klaus Tuber. Yeah, yeah. he created Settlers of Catan. Yeah, and changed kind of. I think. Yeah, he definitely was a changed a board games and, and and influenced how board games have become what they are right now. So for sure, that was on April first. Like, yeah, think, April first. Yeah. 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 So that's a sad. A sad thing, but thought we should at least mention it that it was for sure because of uh, you know his designs and along with a whole bunch of other people. But uh, he was definitely one of the the greats, right, leading to where we are. Kind right of now. brought back popularity a little bit to the game. Oh, for like, sure, huge. Yeah. So yeah, yeah for Can't sure. Can't be under or understated how much uh, his influence has or underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that being said, we here have been doing an overhaul. <laughs> In the Meeple Dungeon itself, uh, where we basically tore everything down because we had so many games here that didn't have homes where we were just having piles of stuff. On the floor. On the floor, <laughs> like next to us and whatever that we went through and we we, we totally redid our room down here. Um, and we're not done yet. We're going to do some more work on it here after we're done recording this episode, but we really wanted to record but we couldn't even access the table before. No, we, so. had, we had stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff all over the place. But now we've gone through and we've reorganized our shelves so that we've actually put the games in uh, on each shelf uh, per publisher, which is kind of making things a little bit easier for us to find where certain things are. So It's actually nice because then I can also mentally figure out like what game, what other games have they published? Yeah, you it's know. nice. It's a, it's a nice way to do it that, um, yeah. yeah, you can get more familiar with uh, what publisher makes what games and, and what mm-hmm. designers are usually associated with what publishers and so forth. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a huge job, um, yeah. but we're, we're getting into the home stretch of it now, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. And yeah, so it's episode 60. Yeah. Yeah. Our 60th episode. We're going to start it off as usual with some new to the collection because we do have some new games still here uh, to talk about. Do you want to talk, talk about uh, yours first? Sure. I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but that is okay. Um, my new to the collection, if I'm reading it, it's Bruxels 1897, but I believe well, it's, it's Brussels. Brussels. Yeah. But I don't know why. Anyways. It's Brussels. Yeah. So Brussels. So this is the 1897. This is an 1893, which is the big board game. This is Brussels 1897, mm-hmm. which is a card game. And this is uh, designed by Etienne Espremont, uh, art by Troy Caban and Vincent Joasin, and published by Geek Attitude Games. Geek Attitude. Yeah. So okay. Brussels 1893 was published by Pearl Games, but then the designer Etienne Espremont uh founded his own publishing company which is geek attitude games oh, okay. and he got the rights back for brussels so really? okay. this one is published differently than than the original one but 
This is a card game. I have never played Brussels 1893. I don't I've know if you I've only played it once. Okay. Yeah. But this, yeah, this is all about the year is 1897, if you didn't catch mm-hmm. that from the title. Art Nouveau is taking over the streets of Brussels as the World's Fair opens its doors. The time has come to cement your name in the history of art. So this is a strategic card game based on the board game. And yeah, so I'm excited for it because I've never played Brussels, but I've heard a lot about it and it's been a big name. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to play the little card game. Yeah, I'm I'm more interested in that than I am in playing the other Brussels again. Yeah. Um, where the I, yeah the other one was not necessarily my jam, but yeah. this this uh, card game really could be. And they say it's got like it's based on the similar on uh, the similar mechanics, but this is a card game, and mm-hmm. I think obviously a lot shorter. Oh yeah, it's a small little box. So they're, well, they're still saying forty five to sixty. So really? okay. this might actually be not a short. I don't know how long um, 1893 plays, but yeah, 45 to 60. So that's okay. Two to four. They say 14 plus. So I'm curious to see why 14 plus must, there must be still some interesting mechanics in plus? there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For a card game. Interesting. All yeah. Right. Yeah. That one uh, does interest me for sure. We'll try and play that soon. Um, I have a game that is completely different from what yeah. we're talking about here. In every way. Um, we got <laughs> this game a little while ago. We've had this actually sitting here for... Uh, of a couple months yeah but i would we just say haven't so. you know we actually just found it there sort of we kind of forgot that i had it because it was underneath a whole bunch of other stuff uh but this is one that's why we up. needed to organize this place oh yes you know, <laughs> now we know where everything is and what we have and all these you know important things that we should know um we shouldn't be able to lose a game in this room but um, especially one of that size yeah this yeah, definitely of this size <laughs> yeah you're right which is, yeah, we bought this a couple of months ago on um, a sale at Meeple's, I believe. Yeah. One of their, maybe was it, was it the Boxing Day? Maybe. It could have been. Could have been Boxing Day. Uh, either way, what game am I talking about? This is Carnival Zombie Second Edition. This one is designed by Matteo Santus, art by Jucularis, and published by Albe Pavo Games. Um, yeah. So Carnival Zombie is, there was an original version of this game out yes. years and years ago, and they kickstarted, I believe, the second edition, Yes, and it took forever for it to become reality, <laughs> where people had apparently given up. I, um, I actually was looking to see whether I should pre-order this for you um, when it was on, it was on pre-order at Meeple's, That's and right, I, yeah. I was looking, and I'm like, oh, this has a, the, it. It just, I think I was reading it and it had something like a 2.0 rating <laughs> yeah. on BGG. And yeah. I was like, what? That doesn't sound right. And because it, I remember, I can't remember if you had said it sounded interesting or you didn't know anything about it. Or mm-hmm. I'm like, it just I seems like a game you like would like. Artwork, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I think you'd like this. So I was reading about the game and I, I was reading the reviews because I'm like, why on earth is this? Why? How are like they bringing out a second really? edition if yeah. it's a two? And that's why because it was taking all the comments were like this game is taking so long people were rating it a one and then you'd have the people who would rate it a 10 and be like no people just aren't being patient the actual game is amazing because i think that's what i did i looked at carnival zombie right and that one was rated at like i think eight or higher and then Mm -hmm. i looked at carnival zombie second edition and it was at like a two. I was like, yeah. mm. so reading the comments, I was like, oh, okay. So the game itself is good. It's just a matter of if you're ever going to get it. Yeah. So it, and it, it works for me because yes. I didn't know anything about the game or anything. So when it, it when it showed up finally at Meeple's, um, 
it wasn't like I'd been waiting five years for this game to come out, right? <laughs> so it was like, okay, fine yeah. with me. And it did have a, you know, once we, once the, um, the kind of the, everything settled. Yeah. The, the rating was quite high on it. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, no, we should definitely try and pick this up. And it was in, in on the sale. So we did. So Carnival Zombie, um, yeah, I, I liked it just because of the artwork. It looked really interesting on the top. It showed like a, a carnival mask floating in kind of like a puddle of water. Yeah. Um, and it says Carnival Zombie. That's the name. And I was like, well, this sounds cool. And so the, here, I'll read a little bit of what's going on here. It says Carnival Zombie is a cooperative board game for one to six players. Oof, that's crazy. a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, following a group of characters who are fleeing a terra firma from sink from a sinking city overrun oh. by zombies. So first off, you're in a city that's sinking. Well, I'd say first off, you're in a city that's run by zombies. And secondly, you're sinking. Yeah, it's sinking Crazy. and it's overrun by zombies, which is a bad scenario. Right. Uh, players control this party of heroes as they fight their way to one of the possible escape routes out of the city. During the night, they face restless hordes of zombies. While during the day, they recover, move and search for useful items and survivors. The second I edition. I right now. Hmm? I want to play this right I now. I know, right? It sounds really <laughs> cool. The second edition includes new scenarios that will allow you to face totally new challenges. Some of the features that you will find in the scenarios are tutorial or are tutorial scenarios, shorter and harder games, trader mechanics, scalability, variable number of characters, one character for each player, competitive game modes, more dexterity game and night only scenarios. Hmm. So like a whole There's whack a of different more, things going yeah. on. Finales are also can be played as standalone scenarios. So, like, what it says here on the box is, um, yeah, during the night, blah 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 blah. Yeah, so you can uh, you can play this game as like the, just the story mode, mm -hmm. or you can just pick certain like end boss scenarios and just run through it. Yeah, and it just sounds crazy. Um, sounds <laughs> I don't really cool. know what to think. It looks really good. The production looks really really good. Yeah. Uh, each character is like a little mini and they have, um, looks like a player board and a set of cards or something to go with them. And there's the, the artwork on the main board looks really cool. Um, it's got the seal of excellence from dice tower. It's got the most anticipated game from BGG award. Um, yeah. So this is like, it's going to be awesome. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can't, it can't not be. No. It and it's so cool. I think that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. It says yeah. the story mode is roughly 120 minutes. And, and if you want to just pick off a scenario is 45 to 90 minutes. Okay. So, that's not bad. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it looks awesome. I'm stoked on it. I'm glad that I didn't know anything about yeah. this stuff to begin with. So I wasn't angry that it took forever to come Yeah. <laughs> and that we hadn't kickstarted it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. And here it is though. And the production looks really good. Yeah. So, and I did, I did go back onto BGG and check out its rating now and it's up to like eight. Yeah. So that's what it's I like, figured. It just needed to get out. People need, yeah. People were angry. It shows you there was a lot of passionate people about For this For sure. One. Yeah. So that's two uh, pretty cool new games to the collection. Brussels uh, 1897 and Carnival Zombies second edition. So uh, we're done with this segment yeah. and we're going to run on over to our crowdfunding segment. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode, and we have a couple games we want to talk about uh, today. Yeah. One that we have backed that is actually um, 
funded and done. Um, and the other one is still running right now. So let's talk about the one that we already backed. This one is a game currently, or was on GameFound, uh, and it funded, I think, a day or two ago, completed. And this one's called The Hunt. This one comes from Salt and Pepper Games. It's a two-player only, uh, roughly 30-minute playing, and uh, relatively uh, age-friendly. It says 10, uh, 10 and up. Plays in about 20 to 45 minutes. Uh, the Hunt is a tense and exciting naval duel where you will have to use your wits to defeat your opponent. Two-player game by Matthias Kramer and Engin Kunter? E-N-G-I-N. Engin? 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 I don't know. An art by Albert Montes. Um, this one is a really cool World War II naval battle simulation, but not like war game. Like, not heavy, heavy, but it still gets the uh, the same idea. It says here, The hunt is an asymmetrical duel where one player will assume the leadership of the British Royal Navy while the other player will represent the German Kriegsmarine. Each player has their own goals. In order to win, the German side must stay hidden from the British while attempting to sink five freight ships. Instead, the player leading the British must hunt down and fight Admiral Graf Spee in a final na naval battle, in which case the side that ends up with the lesser damage wins. Will the Royal Navy be able to take advantage of their numerical superiority, or will the Kriegsmarine be the one who, with their cunning and refined strategy, managed to overthrow their rival? It just sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, this is like a New Age battleship? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um... Yeah, it says the player, the German player, immediately achieves victory if they sink the fifth straight or uh, freight ship. Um, the British player immediately achieves victory if they save the fifth freight ship to its, uh, or yeah, get that fifth freight ship to its destination, which is more unlikely. It says. Yeah. So it sounds like this will be a really cool one. Um, yeah, that does sound fun. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's like um, hidden movement and all that stuff, right? Like hunting you know one player being hunted and the other one not and uh it just sounds cool yeah i really like the look of it um i love the artwork on the front it's got the uh like the captain of the battleship with his uh binoculars looking straight at you mm -hmm. and it's like orange like there's an explosion almost, yeah but everything it's looks the sky. like the sky's on fire yeah. and just oh it's super cool i don't know we backed this one because they had um where are the where are the pledges oh my goodness uh where is the pledge here we go. Rewards. Oh, look at that. You can right? just click Game on it. You can just click on rewards and it takes you right to it. Mm -hmm. So it was $23 American. And um, there's just an English version. There's a whole bunch of Spanish and Czech and French and Hungarian and so forth. Um, but yeah, it looks really, really cool. Uh, and the shipping was, I think, yeah, it was 15, 18 euros or something for shipping. So it's this is a relatively cheap uh, game as far as a crowdfunded yeah. game goes and yeah i'm looking forward to it and this did Definitely. back a few days ago so i don't know if that's going to be um game found sometimes generally has like late pledges, usually it I does think. yeah yeah um but i can't see on here where if it does say if it will have a late pledge or not but yeah game found always... usually does and I, for a game like this i believe like i imagine if you emailed their publishers or something or the designer, or whoever the go-to person is, if it looked interesting to you, I'm sure mm -hmm. you could 
they'd give you let you know if there is going to be a late one or maybe let you get in on it so yeah we'll see but yeah we got this one coming i'm looking forward to it i love world war ii themed things and uh there's not uh we don't have much as far as naval um battle goes so yeah this one looks cool yeah so that was the hunt from salt and pepper is that what it was Salt salt and pepper games yeah um look for a late pledge on yeah. game <laughs> but we have another one that is currently on game found yes. actually and this one uh grabbed your interest yes. uh, a couple week or a week or so ago yes and this was this, this one currently has five days yeah, left. yeah it has five days left um this game uh, is called tiernanog and mm. it comes from grand gamers guild and it is designed by isaac shalev and jason slingerland and Honestly, what piqued my interest in this game, as soon as I saw that, it made me think of Titanic because there is a scene in Titanic where um, the people who are on the bot, like the lower decks yep. that are end up being like locked in there. Yep. Um, there was this Irish mother and putting her two kids to sleep and right. like consoling oh, them and telling them everything is going to oh, be okay. And she's telling them um, like a not a nursery room, like a fairy tale, like a bedtime story. Yep. And it ends in, in the land of Tiernanog. And so I was like, oh, I was yeah. always, oh. I didn't know anything about Tiernanog. So, but I'd always, it, that itself captured my interest. And so um, when I saw this, I was like, oh, that'll be cool. I'll get to learn about what it is. And um, it sounds super cool. So uh, I'll read a little bit about it here. Sure. So in the Irish myth cycles, the land of Tiernanog is the realm of the other world, the place where the fairies lived and heroes visited on quests. It was a place just outside the realm of man off to the west where there was no illness or death or time, but only happiness and beauty. The golden path to Tiernanog is open once more, and the greatest Celtic storytellers have gathered for a once-in-a-lifetime journey. When they return, they'll bring with them tales of the creatures they met and the adventures they lived. Over time, those stories will become a saga, and the most epic saga will live on forever. So the mm-hmm. um, whoever is going, they get to go on this journey, and you're just cre- trying to create the best story. It's, it's a card-drafting game, I believe. Yeah. And I yeah. think it has a pretty cool card drafting mechanic and you're placing your little meeples on which cards you want and I don't and then you have to decide how they're going to go in your tableau and yeah I'm it looks it looks really cool and I'm just I'm really excited to learn about uh just kind of some of the myth behind it yeah no I mean I yeah it looks great to me I love the artwork Mm -hmm. um I didn't know anything about no. Uh, the Land of Tiernanog until we just talked about it, but it sounds really cool. I like the theme. Um, it's got a lot of review, like pretty rave reviews on here on their uh, GameFound page as far as um, other content creators out there saying that they loved it. Blue Peg, Pink Peg, um, you know, highly respected uh, reviewers here. A thematic brain burner with card drafting and unique art. Yes, please, they say. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, I think it sounds awesome. I do. The artwork does look great. Um, it's got some, yeah. looks like some nice uh, components as far as like wooden um, tokens and whatnot. Um, look, it looks really good. And I think the price point on this game is really good too. Yeah, so they're... if we go to, that being said, we'll go to Cause the... Because there are only two pledges. Rewards. Yeah, there's only two pledges. There's a $36 American Deluxe 
Tiernadog, and then there's the retailer pledge. That's yeah. it. So if you want the game, you're getting the deluxe edition. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. And it's 36 American. Um, yeah. And then shipping, we Super looked shipping to Canada was, shipping what, 24? Do, 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 do. We got it here, but 24 American. So this would be a $60 game. But it also says that um, the shipping is, if you were to get more games, you're not going to get charged per game. It's per order so or per whatever. So like if you knew other people who wanted a copy or something, you could get multiple copies and just split the shipping. So that's a pretty cool way mm, of really okay yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's a it shipping sound... shipping fee is flat rate for any number of copies. So that isn't that what that's saying, or is that saying the opposite? Well, that might. <clears throat> I thought that the... I think that means that that's per copy. Really, fleet. I thought it's flat rate for any number of copies. Fee is a flat rate for any number of copies. I'm not sure. Either way, it's. Either way, it's not 50 bucks American for shipping. So and that's 36 nice. <laughs> American for the game. So it'll be uh, like a $60, $70 yeah. game when it's all said and done. But it looks really good. It does. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Card drafting, I love. And uh, yeah, the components and everything look really, really nice. And I think it's got a cool theme. And when you got it all set up here, like it's got all the cards laid out on the table. Like when they have the game actually set up, mm-hmm. it looks pretty, pretty cool, actually. So. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I think we'll back this one. Uh, we'll yeah. check and see if, uh, Meeples is going to be getting this one in. Um, if they are, we'll go that route. But other, uh, this one I'd be happy to, to back. It seems For like sure. the price seems to be, uh, uh, right on the money. So, and it's funded. So it looks like it'll be a go. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's it had a $18,000 goal and it got to 25,000. And it's got five days left yes. as of this recording. And we're recording right now on what? The uh, Saturday, April the 9th. I don't even know what yep. day it is. 8th. Today's the 8th. Are you sure? 8th of April. That's what my phone just said. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> April the 8th. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Monday's the 11th. Tuesday's the 11th. <gasps> Whatever. Days. Five days from now. So it's the 13th <laughs> of April this this closes. So if you want to take a look at it, uh, go right ahead on GameFound. But that just about does it now for our uh, crowdfunding segment because uh, we have a review to do. So we're going to run on over there right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay and play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon Review! And what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? We are reviewing Star Wars, the deck-building game, designed by Caleb Grace, art by Jake Murray and 34 others, and published by (sighs) Fantasy Flight Games. (laughs) 
Wow. It, there's a lot. 35 but artists. There's a ton of art on well, these we'll cards. Well, we'll get to the art because so, it, it definitely, you could tell. That makes sense um, that there would be a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, yeah. Star Wars, the deck building game. We have been playing this a lot lately. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a game that kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't hear anything about it coming until I saw it like on Twitter. People are like, oh, I picked up Star Wars deck building. I was like, what? <laughs> and then it, yeah, it showed up on, and people were, not only was it showing up on Twitter, but they were saying like, wow, this is good, like a solid deck building game. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was on the, the shelf uh, at Meeple's, so we grabbed it. Yeah. And we played it quite a bit. So um, the theme is uh, original trilogy-ish yeah. Star Wars, uh, kind of also including... Um, the lead up to the new hope so all this stuff from like rogue one all those characters are in this game um but more or less we're talking about the original trilogy of star wars luke and vader yes um so how does this game work it is a deck builder at full stop full-blown deck builder deck builder there is a common deck of cards that is uh put together with what the galaxy deck. the galaxy deck yes And uh, it is made up of both Empire cards and Rebel cards. Rebel cards, and they are yeah mixed up. And then we seed out. There are also neutral cards. There are also yeah. neutral. There cards, are yes. rebels, empires, and and re- and neutral cards. Yes. Uh, so you're going to shuffle that deck up, and you're going to seed out a tableau, which is called the Galaxy Row. Yep. Of made up of a whole array of these cards at random, obviously. And six the, cards in the row. Yeah. And if I'm playing as the Empire, all the Empire cards are going to be facing me. Yep. And if you're playing the Rebels, they're all going to be facing, the Rebel ones are going to be facing you. Um, Interesting why they did that too. Yep, there's a good reason for that. Yes. Um, so you're also going to have a starting deck. So there's a Empire starting deck of 10 cards, same for the Rebels. Uh, you have a little turn sequence card, and then you have a starting base planet card Mm -hmm. which is the the base you must start the game with but then as you lose these bases and change different planets you get to pick the new one as you kind of wish and there are quite a few extra bases too nine extra yeah ones that you can choose from and they all have different abilities there's also the uh force track so the force track is just this little cardboard uh track where there's a blue side to it and a red side to it and there's one two three four five six seven different boxes yeah uh, there's one in the middle which is neutral and then there's progressively more blue towards me and progressively more red towards you yeah um and there's a little uh, token that sits on there and as you gain influence in the force it comes towards you and you're trying to kind of pull that to your side yeah. so that the force is with you because if the force is with you they're gener- um, on some cards you have you get extra abilities if the yes. force is on your side yes <clears throat> so that is kind of the we general also on the other end, so sorry, you've got the galaxy deck, you've got the galaxy row, and on the other end of the galaxy row, you're going to have a little stack of, I think, like 10 outer rim pilots, and yeah. they're, um, they're neutral cards, so either either player can get them, and they're basically just, if if, they're, if you can't really afford anything, or if there's yeah. not much available you can do, that's just an option um, for a card that you can get. and decent cards yeah. that are available if you really have no other option. Yeah, and they're but like, they okay, exist. Okay, I'll spend my remaining little bit to i don't i can't get anything else i'll just grab one of them yeah and there's yeah a stack of 10 or 12 of them yeah. that sit there because you don't get to keep your resources they're gone at the end of your turn so mm-hmm. if you've got nothing you're like, well maybe i'll just grab one of those guys yeah so 
what happens here, so that's kind of the setup. And the way it works is you do have your starting uh, base, which is we're trying to attack and destroy each other's bases. Yes. Um, and I, my starting base on the Empire side would be Lothal. And the Mine starting one on yours is Dantooine. Dantooine, yes. Um, and those base cards have a uh, uh, health, like yes. a, a, a power limit of like... Uh, if I think both start at eight, they do, yeah. And if if you accumulate eight damage points on mine, and then it's destroyed, that base is destroyed, and then yeah. you get to pick another one. And the whole point of this game is to destroy up to X amount of bases, depending yeah. on how you want, how long you want this game to go. You could do all of them if you'd like. That would take. But a the bit. general game is three or four yeah. bases uh, gets you the win. Um, the first one to destroy x amount of bases however yeah. many you decide on but i think that it, in the rules it was three for like a quick game and four for a normal yeah. game um but then you could you could go through all of them if you'd like um so what do you do you on your turn you're going to take your starting deck and you're going to shuffle that up and you're going to take five of those cards and on those cards uh on the starting deck for the empire uh for instance there are imperial shuttles there are inquis there's an inquisitor card there are stormtroopers and that is it <laughs> yeah so and on the they're rebels all very very basic yeah on the rebel side you have um, about like six or six alliance shuttles you have a temple guardian and which is the equivalent of my inquisitor yeah. on the side and then two rebel troopers yeah which i have two stormtroopers yeah. and then six imperial shuttles i have seven yeah seven, seven shuttles. shuttles i think so you're going to have those five cards and on my turn i get to just do whatever i want with those five cards so i kind of basically lay them down and you can just pick and choose kind of what you want to do cuz in the top left corner of those cards it's going to show you what those cards can do for you the stormtroopers for instance will give you two attack um, every Imperial shuttle will give you one resource and the Inquisitor, uh, can be either attack, um, resource, resource or influence in the force. Yes. So you're going to lay those down. Say I had, and the force um, always starts on the rebel side. It does. It always starts full blown on the rebel side. Yeah. Yeah. All so the, the empire way. has to try to pull into mm -hmm. them first. So if my hand was three Imperial shuttles, a stormtrooper, and the Inquisitor, I would kind of lay them down in front of me. And I would kind of choose what I'm going to do here. So I would have, with the three Imperial Shuttles, I would have three uh, resources to spend. And I can spend those resources, which are represented with yellow cubes, on the cards in the galaxy row, in that tableau in the middle. And right. each card that's laid out there has a cost of what they cost for you to acquire it. And then you would take that card and put it into your discard pile. And now it's added to your deck as per deck building. Yes. Right? Hmm. And then there's also uh, the stormtroopers, which have attack. And the, the attack cubes are purple cubes. So you take a couple purple cubes and you'd be able to allocate those cubes to attack something. Uh, I could attack your planet and just yeah, do my two base. straight yep. up damage. Put those two cubes onto your planet, your base. And now you're down to six health on your Dantooine base. Or I could use it. And this is where this is really cool. Is the cards that are facing me are my cards and the cards that are facing you are your cards. But when they're flipped upside down, it shows you, um, my cards that are facing me when, um, when, when you're face, looking yeah. at them, when I'm looking at them upside down, there is a number that is facing you mm -hmm. and that There's, is what it needs to, what he needs, how much damage he needs to do to that card yeah. to defeat it. And it's cool. Cause I'm able to read it correctly. Even yes. though, so even though the card is upside down, it's facing me. And I can see that if I want to, uh, let's say, attack uh Shirit Imwe here 
Yeah. Uh, I need to do three damage to him. And if I do, I could kill him right out, right out of the galaxy. Uh, yeah. Uh, galaxy row. Row. And I get a bonus for yes. doing so. Um, this is a bad example with him because he has three health. But if I say had enough damage to throw at him to kill him, I could kill that card straight out of the galaxy row. And I would gain two influence in the force, moving that cube on the force track to towards me. Now yes. you do not have the force with you technically because it has to be on your like well the end. force is still with me but if the force is all the way with me at the beginning of my turn i get an extra resource yeah which is a big thing it's huge yeah, yeah. so you always want to you don't want the other player to have that fully with them or else they're getting bonus resources which yeah. is awful but and that's it, how the, like the attacking works and I it's could... neat because if like for uh, my cards that are facing me my cost is shown in the in yellow so it's like a yellow circle with a black two whereas when it's um my card and you're looking at how to destroy it mm -hmm. it's got a blue circle with a white number in the middle yeah which right is, so yeah, it's it's it, if you're able to do that much damage to it i would be able to kill it so for this this uh, other character there's bays malvis if I attacked him, which I could currently, because I'd have two attack with my stormtrooper, I would kill him, and I would gain one, uh, one in the force again, right? Yeah. So that's a legitimate example right there of a stormtrooper could kill him, and that card not only is that card uh, chucked into the discard pile, so you can't acquire it. I next can time, never get him. Um, yeah. Then I also gain one in the force, which yeah. is really cool. I like that with this because once a, it makes sense. Once a character is gone, it's gone. It's out of the game. Yes. Because you can't bring back. Character. Well, there well, are ways to okay, dig but, through the discard pile. But well, yes, generally, but generally speaking. Generally speaking, I kill that card and he's out and then you're kind yeah. of SOL, right? So that's how the attacking works. Um, you just allocate it to whatever you want to do, whether it's to your planet or to a card in the, uh, the galaxy row, if you yeah. can actually uh, destroy that card. You can use multiple cards to kill one target. For instance, there's the Millennium Falcon sitting here and it takes seven damage. So yes. if I had enough cards here to do seven damage to that i could do it i could i could use them all to destroy that yes um then there's the inquisitor which we said could do one of any of the three mm -hmm. uh resource attack or force force and i could use him to uh yeah bring the force one closer to me and then i would take my cards and i would uh put them in my discard pile and that's the end of my turn and then it would go over to you. Yeah. You do the same thing. And I would draw five new cards and I'd have them in my new hand because you can affect each other's hands as well. Particularly with the, mm, the, rebel uh, the rebels, they can constantly remove cards from your hand so that when I have my new hand that it is true and it goes to your turn, um, you can start picking cards out of my hand so that to the start of my next turn, I'm, I'm down to maybe four or three cards, yeah. which is awful. <laughs> Um, but that's kind of how that works. And then you, so I would discard my cards, draw a new hand. We would refill out the galaxy row of any cards that are now missing. And you would start your turn and do the exact same thing. But there are a few other things, uh, to mention. There are the, um, the neutral cards, mm -hmm. which are of no color. Um, you can't attack them in the galaxy row where they don't have a, an attack. Right. Uh, Value. spot value so because, it just yeah. doesn't exist because they're so not for on instance, anyone's side of the hut here uh he can be purchased by either of us mm -hmm. and come to our side and he is tremendous card he costs eight to get but has like two attack two influence or uh, and two resources and two resources and two force yeah which is just crazy good and then each card also on top of all the things that they do a lot of them have extra 
um, flavor text at the bottom that gives it like an extra power. Mm-hmm. Um, for Jabba, for instance, let me pick him up right here. Um, not only does he have two of each thing that he can do in the, for the turn, um, it says he's, he's a card type scoundrel and it says exile one card from your hand to draw one card, two cards instead of the forces with you. So yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about with the force, where the force can really influence things your way. If it's on your side, it can help you hugely. And depending on how you've built your deck with, yeah. with your cards and, and how stuff, you build so. your deck, it's how yeah. you do it, what cards you want to get. And there is something interesting too, when the um, there are transport cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the, the shuttles, not so much the shuttles, but there are transports and, um, and the capital ships, capital ships. So yes. capital ships are, um, are those all neutral? Nope. Or okay. No, you have, there are some oh, rebel yeah. ships, some. I was just reading ships. the name of it. I have a capital ship. That's the rebel transport. And so when you get, when you purchase uh, the capital ships, those ones, they get to be, when they come back into your hand, they get to be put right beside your base. Mm-hmm. And then any damage that your opponent plays has to go on the capital ships first yeah. and capital ships once they get hit and destroyed not just hit once they get destroyed they don't get um tossed out of the game they go back in your disc into your discard pile so they can be shuffled in again but they're basically a damage sink so that your base can can be protected so you yep. want to get the capital ships to help help your base yes capital ships are incredibly important in yes. this um like you said they're a damage sink and that's the, I mean, the name of the game is destroying each other's planets. So yeah. the more damage that goes to these ships, the better. And they also provide for you on every turn. Yes. So as they're sitting out there, like I have uh, this uh, Gazanti cruiser uh, beside me here, an Imperial uh, capital ship, which just supplies every turn that it's sitting out on the board. It'll supply me with two extra resources to spend. And yeah. then there's this one here, the Mon Calamari cruiser of yours yeah. uh, that would provide three attack every turn yeah that it sits out on the board for and you. my uh, my rebel transport doesn't provide me anything at the beginning of the turn in way of resource or anything like that however there is a choose option like in the flavor text mm-hmm. so it'll say repair two damage from your base or gain a resource so it does but you get to choose which which one you want right so it's neat they give you they give you options and they just they kind of help you out too so those ships are great great to have yes oh yeah they are <laughs> They are a complete necessity. Yeah. If you don't go for these for purchasing any ships, ships. you are going to be done quicker. Yeah. uh, Sooner rather than later. Yes. But yeah, so that's kind of how the game works. I don't think we left anything out. There's not a ton to it. No. It's very tight and very um, simplified um, and straightforward. Um, So let's revisit the theme. Does the theme uh, work well here? Yep. Definitely. really does it's straight up empire versus yeah rebels it's if you like star wars the, the theme yep. like it it comes through it's great comes through really well um, you know the, the characters your planets yeah. and the various characters and your cards doing thematic things yes um it's really really great like every time like um there's a vader and, and luke and leia and so forth and their cards all the all the powers that those cards have are very thematic to that character and neat is like um lando he is a neutral card yes so right like yep. either side could uh could get him mm-hmm. and then he's a, he's a, i think he was worth six but he is it's a pretty cool card like they've yeah they've got some yeah. cool abilities and i like on this game um actually they've got the flavor text isn't overbearing like nope, it's not it's very light but it all has to do with the game 
So it's, yeah, you're not yeah. sitting there pouring over the, reading the cards. No, they're, they're very short. Yeah. Um, like here's Vader, for instance. Uh, Vader is, um, is an eight card to purchase, which is a very, very expensive card. Yeah. Um, and it has six attack and gains two influence in the force. And it says here he's a Sith Lord, obviously. Um, and the flavor power for him is while the force is with you, Darth Vader gains four more attacks. So he'd That's have a crazy. 10 attack if you have the force all the way with you. Yeah. And when you, just by playing him, the, you get, you gain two towards yes. your side. So chances are. The rebels are going to be, if he gets oh, out there, man. the rebels are going to be trying it's to. It's a real problem. Yeah. Right. So that's why you're trying to defeat that card in the galaxy row right? if you're a rebel so that you don't your, want your me, opponent can't get it. You don't want me purchasing that card, right? Yeah. So yeah, theme is great. Really, really great. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the artwork. Oh, did it's, we did we say that that to end the game? It's once three bases are yeah. all like however. Okay. Yeah, you just right. it, it depends on how many you want to do. But yes, three once or four you decided bases, how first many to bases. destroy three or four or whatever you want bases wins the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the artwork is tremendous. It's great. They yeah. had. They definitely. Uh, Was it like twenty four to twenty six? Did I say? I think you said thirty something artists. But it shows because the art is amazing. It looks straight out of Star Wars, but it's stylized nicely. Oh, yeah. Jake and, Murray and 34 more. So yeah. 35 artists. <laughs> the artwork is awesome. Yeah. Really, really good. The characters all look just like they would on any of the movies yeah. you've seen. Uh, but just stylized just enough where it's it's like it could be comic book, but like more like graphic novel sort of but just hot even higher resolution like they look really good but they're not stills from the movie no these are straight up artwork as known by 35 artists yeah um so there's these are definitely not pictures these are these are drawings and they look really good yeah so the artwork is a big like five out of five i really like it yep i agree um then we can talk about the components the components are cards cubes that's it and the and the one and the one little, little cardboard uh, uh, push and pull uh, force track force track yeah that's it and that is it so the cards are good quality they're, they're that's what probably you the lowest quality flight. piece here and it's just because it yeah. to yeah and, and it's, it's I mean whatever. it's one of those things that honestly if it, if you lost it you could make one <laughs> like it's you could or you could use dice to represent yeah, it's, like but it's everything have, else is yeah it's, it's perfect it's fine it's fine it's a little cardboard thing. It's, we did uh, we did sleeve the cards just because it is a deck builder. Yeah. We didn't want the cards and to get shuffled up, yeah. and they they'll get picked apart pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Um, that being said, they are good quality cards. It's just yeah, they're it's good. a deck they're, builder, and you're they're what you would expect from so. Fantasy Flight. Uh, pretty good quality yeah. cards. Great art. The little cubes are just little cubes, yellow and purple yeah. cubes to represent damage and uh, the uh, purchasing power. Yep. And there's a little white cube that represents the, the force, force <laughs> on the force track, and that's that. Yeah. Um, there's not much to this. Uh, so yeah, components for fine. Yep. Um, okay, so the rule book. Um, you read this one first. Yeah, I started reading this at a hockey tournament, so it. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't focus too much on it. I thought I would get ahead of the game, and mm -hmm. I don't know if that was wise, but. <laughs> Either way, I tried. Yep. And then once we returned from there, I started reading it and I I thought it was great. The rule book was fine. Um, there was a couple things I was a little um, uncertain about, 
that I just watched a video. There's a couple of videos online that um, sorted that out. But overall, I thought the rule book was fine. Yeah. Like, it definitely gave you the gist of it. There's not there's not a lot to... It's a pretty know. straightforward it's game. It's very straightforward. Yeah. It's loaded with strategy. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, so, yeah. So, that was... Uh, yeah. Rule book's fine. So, that being said, do we recommend this game? And if so, who for? Yes, I do. I think this game was awesome. I think that it was very even. It was very, very well balanced. Um, extremely well balanced. This always every, came down to the wire. Yeah, we've played quite a few games of this. Mm-hmm. And every game, I think with the exception of one, if if I wouldn't have won that turn, you would have won the next yeah. turn. Or if you wouldn't have won that turn, I would have won the next turn because mm-hmm. I had enough cards in my hand to, to achieve what I needed to, to, to defeat your base, or you had yep. enough to defeat mine. It was just, but they, they've all been close and both sides win. Like the yep. empire has won think, the, the I rebels. I think the rebels have won more often, Yeah, but every game has been close. Which I also think is a thematic, but it's not winning yep. by a landslide, which I like, like it's. And we've only just, we've only, I've only played the empire and you've only yeah. played the rebels. Um, and I've liked that. I think I'd like to continue that a little bit more because we're starting to learn what the cards yes. are and which ones do what. So you and then we'll it. switch it switch it up at some point. Yeah. But. But, oh, what we didn't mention was the planets. Oh, the so, planets are, yeah, they're um, There's they're something cool. interesting about the planet. So every planet, your starting planet has no nothing. It's, it's just a planet. It's where a your base, base health of eight. Yeah. But once you lose that planet, you're able to choose a new base planet from all the other ones you have. And I think there's nine more you can pick from. And for the... Uh, for the Empire, you could do Mustafar, uh, Kessel, Corellia, you could do the Death Star, Endor, Rhodia, Coruscant, so forth. And each one of them has a power that comes with it. They'll have a strength, like a uh, Mustafar, for instance, has a 14, so you would need uh, 14 damage on it to, for it to be destroyed. But it also says Vader's Castle. When you reveal Mustafar, you gain four force. Yeah, so it's a one-time one-time bonus. thing that happens. So I play that down after you've destroyed my Lothal planet. Boom! I'm instantly gaining four to my side of the force track, which yeah. is a huge swing. Yeah, right? and it gives you a little bonus every time you're losing a planet. You're getting something cool yeah. to try and help you uh, keep things uh, level. You yeah, know? like trying to balance the game out, and it really does. Yeah, because you could imagine that if you just kept getting steamrolled here with no real. Uh, like with getting no little benefit yeah, would be hard to come back from. But yeah. every time you do lose a base, you're getting something. Yeah. Depending on which planet you choose to go with. Yeah. Like I've got Tatooine, Dagobah, um, Alderaan, Moncala. Mm-hmm. And like Moncala, when you reveal Moncala, purchase a rebel or a neutral card from the galaxy row for free and add it to your hand. So not only That's are you huge. getting like, so you want to time that. So you're going to get like, if you have a decent card out there. Um, not that you can time it, but timing when you use that planet. Well, what you do is you're going to, yeah, timing when you use that planet. When you look out and see what's yeah. out in the board. Like if I get oh destroyed, goodness, I, I need that card. I can get Falcon right now for free. Yeah, and it goes card. right into my hand. It doesn't yeah. even have to go in my discard. And one that I really liked that I had a hard time, um, I had a hard time not choosing this one. I had to like force myself to use other planets. <laughs> yep. But I just thought it was cool. So for Sullust... While Solist is your base, place the first card you purchase each turn on top of your deck. So it's not yep. going in my hand, but the first card that I purchase is going. I know I'm going to get it next turn. So like if I'm purchasing Han Solo, 
I know that he's going to go on top of my deck and I'm going to have him yep. in my hand the next turn. And that's pretty cool. One of the other really cool ones I should mention is the Death Star. So if you choose to go to the Death Star as one of your bases, it has a 16 uh, yeah. power, which is a lot. Yeah. But it also has fire when ready. Spend four of your uh, purchasing oh, that was an annoying to one. destroy a capital ship your opponent has in play or in the galaxy row. So this thing can just blast capital ships out of existence just for paying four uh, resource cubes. Yeah. There's, even, there's nothing to do even with attack. So I could just play this card and then have all these resources and just go boom and shoot yeah. your capital ship right out from underneath you. Without It could be... You know, that thing could have six or seven power. Yeah. And it just gets blasted for four cubes. Yeah. And it's gone. And like, that's a, that's yeah. really cool. Or the, I know there's one that you're about, about wanting to purchase in the, in the capital yeah. or in the uh, galaxy row. Boom. I blow it right out of existence. Yeah. Super cool. It's very cool. I, I just, and they, the plant, the bases too, they'll work off of a lot of the cards on your side. So for example, with mine, there are a lot of cards, you had mentioned it earlier for the rebels where I can um, have you discard cards from your hand. Yep. Right. And so Yavin four, this base, when your opponent discards a card from their hand during your turn. Mm -hmm. So like when I make you discard yep. a card, um, I get to deal two damage to your base. So yeah. if I know that I've built up a lot of those cards in my deck, you definitely I want to get that planet out yep. because then I can damage you. And that's to their base. So that doesn't matter if they have a capital ship. It's going straight to your base. So the planets are really cool that way. You're trying to figure out. Um, they don't always all work because you need to make sure you've built your deck mm -hmm. that way. Um, so it's fun. And there's so many you can. It's just variability in the game too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Tons of variability. Because so, we yeah, don't get through the whole deck. Clearly, we do recommend this yeah. game. Um, it's it's my favorite deck builder I've played in a long time. I think because it's so straightforward. Um, yeah. What do they say the age is on this? Uh, Let's see. We got... doesn't say. It doesn't say. I think and it's that, just anybody. And that might be as why. As long as you're old enough to play games, you can play this. And if you know... Yeah. And if you... They've watched Star Wars, like if they yeah. know them, even if they haven't, but it, and it obviously helps if you know it. So if you like Star Wars um, and you are interested at all in deck building, definitely pick this one up. It is oh, yeah. straightforward. It is fun. It doesn't take that long. Um, the whole thing about attacking the cards in the galaxy row is something I haven't seen before. Yeah. And so that's like, great. Yeah. That mechanic alone makes me, it's just like so interesting to me to being able to just shoot cards out of there and attack those cards yeah. that aren't even in each other's hands yet. Yeah. So those characters are, are like alive and out there and we and we can interact with them even though they're not on each other's in each other's deck, yes. which is really cool. Yeah, this one really um surprised me because I I thought it might be just whatever mediocre. Yeah. But like this is I I don't know if there's a deck builder I'd rather play than this right now. It's very good. Because I, I really liked um, the Transformers deck builder. Mm -hmm. um, but It's I very, this different. One, they're they're very, very different. They're very, very different For games. For sure. But this one I like a lot more. Yeah. A lot This more. is just a very, and I, I know I've said it before, but it's true. It's a very straightforward it is. deck builder. Like it's 100% deck builder. There's nothing else like going on. And it's, it's... It's super straightforward. And it's great that way. Like yeah. it's great in its simplicity. Like it's straightforward nature. But it's loaded with strategy. Yeah. And I love it. It's it, this might be the best game I've played this year so far. 
It's fantastic. Like I'm not, I'd have to look back at what we've played, but this is really good. It's very good. Yeah, I agree. It's I simple it. and fantastic and cheap. I think it was 36 bucks or 40 bucks or something for it. And like, holy yeah. moly, it's, it's good. It's really good. Every time we play it, we just want to continue playing. Yep. It. The box could have been smaller. Uh, maybe a hair That's smaller. W- well, or just, it's one of those that, yeah. It's not like this box is. This one isn't outrageous. Huge. No, this one isn't outrageous, but it. Still could be. No, I'm thinking of a different one that we played recently where I lifted it up and I was like, what? War of the Ring. That's the one. Yeah. No, this box is fine. That's yeah. what I was. That's why this one. I was like, the War of the Ring could be the same size as this box. Yes, it could. Instead yeah. of like more than double. Yeah. Okay, I'll get away from we'll that. We'll talk one. Sorry. about War of the Ring in probably our next episode. Yeah. That might be our next review. Um, and we're talking War of the Ring, the card game. Yes. Right. Um, but yeah, back to Star Wars deck building game. This game is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I recommend it. it. I think it's wonderful. It came out of nowhere. This is the biggest surprise for me so far this year, easily. And it's easily one of my favorite games of the year so far. And it was one of those where it's like, well, we've got a lot of Star Wars games and we have a lot of deck building games. Do we really need to have a Star Wars deck building game? And then it's like. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we do. Because this is really <laughs> good. This I would get rid of a lot of other games before I get rid of this. Yeah. This is fantastic. This is a big, big thumbs up from both of us here yeah. at the Meeple Dungeon. Really enjoyed this one. And we're going to continue to enjoy this one um, for a long time, I imagine. So, And we, we thought about it. This one could have expansions to it as well. Yeah. You could add just more cards that yeah. do more things. And you could add in different abilities. and ton of characters in, right? star, in the Star Wars world, so... You could you could expand this infinitely, however you'd like to. Yeah. Just add in more cards, and I'd be all for it. Yeah. If they do any expansions for this, we're going to be on top of it, for sure. So, big two thumbs up here at the Meeple Dungeon for Star Wars, the deck-building game from Fantasy Flight Games. Um, but that's about it for this episode. We're going to run, so you can find us on Twitter, at Meeple Dungeon, uh, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. And our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com if you'd like to contact us. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. We're going to run, and we are going to see you next week. Cheers! See ya! Have a great week, everyone! Bye-bye!